Hello, you're listening to episode 19 of the Roasting Room Soundboard Podcast, hosted by Jordan Ross, Todd Cowart, and Trevor Harden. In this episode, we invite Jimmy Patricola from Blues 411 to sit in, interview Bruce Katz about his upcoming show, get excited about this week's shows with Bruce Katz Band and Scott Kirby, presented by Next Home, talk about an upcoming show with Farewell Angelina, go deep into a blues discussion, and reminisce about the week prior. Let's begin. Welcome, everyone, to the Roasting Room Soundboard Podcast. I'm your host, Jordan Ross. I'm Todd Cowart. I'm Trevor Harden. And I'm Chef Jimmy. Chef Jimmy's in the Chef house today. Jimmy. Hey. Woo-dee-woo. Chef Jimmy is from Blues 411 Internet Radio. You guys have been with us since quite a long time. Quite a long time. I know I feel like you're my, the son I should have had. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, we, we met in a, in a kind of a funny way. Um, I was playing a backyard birthday party for... Um, John a, Moore. A friend, yeah, fr- uh, Sorry, John I have Moore. To say his name. Yeah, John Moore in, uh, in Hampton Hall. And you happened to be there, and you were like, hey, can I cut? You were having a harmonica or something. No, no, Did actually, I had, uh, I had an operation. I had a knee replacement. So uh-huh. I was on the current crisis in American society. And I was so doing very well with it. That's <laughs> not like serious medication. And enjoying it. And there's Jordan, this nice little guy playing really good guitar and singing. I was like, yo, man, you play any blues on that? In my usual, he's like, well, yeah, I, I can do Howling Wolf. <laughs> Howling Wolf. Okay. He's got a G. Okay. He's Caucasian. No. <laughs> I don't do off the cuff. So this is a script, folks, for you at home who no, are following fine. along. <laughs> and so Jordan starts playing Backdoor Man. And you know, I'm sort of saying, I like, just stay on the one. And I start to rap. Made up stuff off the cuff. You know, I'm a backdoor man. I can do it when I can. If your wife ain't around, I'll take another man. And just and this is in front of all these people at Hampton Hall, and they're like, "What Whoa. did we let in? What just happened? Who's this person?" Stay on the one is the most blues thing you can say. Yeah, right. <laughs> you know, it is. It, it is, is the most blues thing. John Lee Hooker essence. You know, I'm the one. Trans blues. Stay yeah. on the one. Yeah. Just stay on the one. If just you can do it, do it on the one. <laughs> So from there, we, we forged a friendship a little bit later. I think we kind of um, – I'm trying to remember who the first um, Blues 401 concert Lori, was. Um, Rusty Wright Band. That was the first one, yeah. Because your dad liked them. Absolutely. And, and he, he brought the them in, yeah. and I'm like, wow, somebody's got a blues show here. <laughs> the end of the world is definitely near. Right. Yeah, so we put on a Rusty Wright Band mm-hmm. that totally crushed it, and yep. you happened to be the, the first – that was the first blues band, and we had you guys as our our – Promotion engine, basically, on the Blues 411 radio. You talked about the show, and we've had you ever since. Yep. Well, it's nice to be had. Yeah. And the nice thing about your group is you kind of started this little blues community in Bluffton, and now you have the ability to invite them to places, and they show up. Yeah, yeah, which is really nice. I'm really excited that the people have gotten behind it. Because when we first moved down here, it's like, oh, what do you do? Oh, we're Blues 411. What's that? You know, we promote the blues worldwide. And everybody goes, oh, I love the blues. I'm like, well, is there any blues here? And they go, oh, well, no. no. It's like, well, why isn't there? <laughs> well, what do we do? It's like, all right, well, all right. You sort of know what you have to do. And it was just great that Jordan and the Roasting Room decided to feature the blues on, you know, one night a month or whatever it is. It's right. just great. So we just reach out to the community. And, mm-hmm. and they've been really supportive. I'm excited. So, yeah. So, Jimmy, how did you were, before you moved down here? You were involved with Blues 411. Can you tell me about yeah. how that whole thing started and like how that came to be? Um, boy, uh, I'm a classically trained French chef. Okay, so that's sort of a starting point. Well, without sure. getting too like, deep. like all blues lovers, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah, you got to eat. You got to drink. Be a good cook. It was a choice, either being a, a bartender or a chef. And I figured being an alcoholic wasn't going to really work well. <laughs> so, um. There is this thing, it's a legendary rhythm and blues cruise, which is advertised as a backstage pass for a week. And it's on a boat, it's chartered, so there's nothing but like-minded people. I had to go. So I went on it with my wife, and it was just, um, you know, I hate to use that life-changing moment. It's just so overused, you know. Oh, I had a cup of coffee. It was a life-changing moment. Mm -hmm. I was so blessed. You can cut that. <laughs> I think it's hashtag blessed, but whatever. <laughs> Is that it? Hashtag blessed. Sorry. Um, and the artist was so nice, so talented, so humble. I just went, why don't people know about this? Why isn't this music popular? Why do we not know Peter Carp or, you know, Bruce Katz? Why are we listening to 
Shaky Johnny and the, you know, thrombosis band. You know, just <laughs> like <Thrombosis> what? what? <laughs> so, that, that's, that's mine. That's copyrighted. Everybody uses it. Y'all paying me some money. Chef Jimmy, can we keep you on the podcast next week? Yeah. You can stay. You can bring me in. I don't care. I have up until November 7th when I redo my operation now on the other leg, so I'll be heavily medicated. Oh, so. man. All right. Would you be even more fun? fun. You imagine? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I don't know. Depends if I get my... Ah. All right. Um, so thrombosis. Go right, ahead. So, so I'm met the artist and I decided that what I was going to do is I was going to dedicate the rest of my time on this side of the grass to promoting the blues in just about any form that I can. Super cool. Yeah. And that just, you know, my first, I started the website Blues 411. It's probably almost 10 years now. Um, one of the big stars in the blues, Jennifer Magnus, heard that I was starting it. She called me up. It's like, I have your first blog. You're going to talk about this woman who's dying. And I'm like, I can't do that because people don't know me and, you know, I'm just it's just not a thing to do and she said if they have a problem that here's my number and they should call her wow and from there it just i wound up working with xm radio bluesville with bill wax when he ran it and of course i'm shy and reserved so i started to do mc work and i've emceed <laughs> in europe and france and the roasting room mm-hmm. um, you're a great mc and it that's it just went you know there was no plan you know it just happened and i think what i've been told okay is people enjoy my passion for it. They enjoy what I do, and they know that it's real. It's not, and, and that's a compliment. And, you know, wait, hashtag blessed. <laughs> <laughs> what a story, man. Yeah, yeah this is great. I, you, I just think anybody can do it. I, you know, I, I'm certainly not special. It's great advice. You really know, is. just, yeah, just yeah. you know, find it and do it. I mean, there's Jordan's doing here. Same well, thing. And yeah. start from an authentic place before you have, like, the economic model. You know what I mean? Just start from love or, or yeah, passion, yeah, passion. And, and move from there, and it works yeah. out. I mean, the nice thing about the blues is that there's no money. <laughs> so the, so right. the artists that's take no itself. money. And that's a I, nice thing. My, my wife, Leslie, her dad asked me, I was, oh, so, so, Jimmy, how are you going to make some money? It's like, Pops, this is the blues. I ain't making no money. Yeah. You know? yeah. Right. And I try to live up to that standard you know, regularly. <laughs> but, well, just speaking of, of passion and just came back from a three-day festival in Daytona Beach where... I was the MC. It's actually like a paying gig. So like, and you know, I mean, I brought out costumes for the three days changing. Friday night was ladies' night, so I was like all clean, and then I had like a silver, sh- a silver jacket with a tie, silver bow tie. So I looked clean for the ladies, and then for the Saturday, I declared it 50 years of celebration of the summer of love. Mm. So I had my yep. hippie wigs, and at one point I put on a big afro wig and a daishiki, and Leslie made me bell bottoms. Which I'm rocking the bell bottoms. People are like, oh man, I love those. It's like, yeah, just call my wife. You know, we're (laughs) bell bottom blues. Find us on the web. (laughs) There we are. You know, buy a pair of jeans. We'll put fabric in. You give us 150 bucks. We're good. (laughs) He's an entrepreneur, man. Well, you know, always be closing. Goes back to my early days of growing up in New York City. So it was, you know, it's just fun. And a lot of people came over and said, we like the passion. I, if you're at a festival, if you're at a show, you want to have fun. Well, and it's and it's good to have someone else bring the energy because you know you can't just be some like narcissistic be like and now me you know like you <laughs> yeah, have to have someone pump it up you know? yeah <laughs> having the hype guy yeah I mean it's I've always I've having always a guy in an afro like you know <laughs> at, at bell bottoms is great well yeah. and then yeah. I might I might bust out the bell bottoms for Bruce good you know just because do yeah, something I mean I can't do the hippie way because you know, <laughs> I have to give it back to him but <laughs> but I mean Bruce has know, very long hair. Yes, That's he does, and about. you know, and I will wear some nice tie dye. Mm-hmm. You got to do tie dye. So if you're coming to the show, it's typically your your get up. That's usually what well, you do. I try here. to dress. I try to dress appropriately, <laughs> <laughs> which sounds strange. So this is the how, well, how many uh, partnerships have you guys done for sh- shows here at the room? Ooh, I have not kept count. It's what been do you think? a it's ten, 10 at least yeah. at yeah. least ten. I, I mean, easy. Yeah, and we did Peter Carp twice. Peter Carp twice. This is Bruce's second. We did Bruce twice. We did Albert Cummings. We uh, had Sean Chambers. Sean Chambers. Uh, John James Primer. Armstrong. John Primer. James Armstrong. Armstrong. Benny Turner. Benny Turner. Slam Allen. Slam Allen. Yeah, that was a good one. Yeah. That was from my 64th birthday. That was, that was my 64th you birthday. sold it out on right. a Thursday. That so, was yeah, the one, well, like, one Thursday that was you know, It's not perfect. all about me, but... You know. It was about <laughs> that, that, that was. <laughs> that was. <laughs> so at least 10. Yeah, at least. Yeah. I mean, we probably That's missed great. a few. But there's uh, there's not like a like a like uh, a format like it has to be an acoustic blues has to be an electric. I've seen a We've lot of different things. We've mixed it up. Things. I mean, I yeah, feel like we sure. mixed it up. Yeah. I mean, a lot of them are, are guitar driven. 
We were right. go- we were going to do Harper last weekend, and he had to cancel. But that mm-hmm. would have been World Blues. That'd have been a little bit of a different take on Absolutely. that. Absolutely. Yep. Harper plays a didgeridoo. Uh, Bruce Katz does the like the piano organ driven blues, which is mm-hmm. way mm-hmm. different than a shredder. But we've yeah. had our right, share right. of shredders up oh, here yeah, too. Oh yeah, Albert and Sean. Yeah. yeah. You know, I Can mean, you get even Kelly Joe Phelps up here? Can you make that happen? Make that happen. Try. You could try. I mean, <laughs> we've we pulled I off. I mean, off face of the no, I feel like pull, pulling off Albert Cummings was pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. He, was, oh, yeah. he was a big deal. That was yep. awesome. Yep. I mean, that's the thing. I mean, Albert's a perfect example. He's a he's a guy who paints houses. Hmm. You know, and then on the weekends and nights, he's out there just playing the blues and doing that. And there's so many of them are like that. And he was the guy that that got double trouble back on the road. After um, Stevie yeah, Ray Vaughan, right. so I mean wow. that's how that's incredible crazy. he was, right. but also is humble in that respect that he doesn't have to just. I'm in a good position that I know a large majority of the blues artists, you know, in in the wide range that is the blues. I just send Jordan a note or say, "How about this guy?" Or mm-hmm. when I see people, I carry Jordan's cards. I actually have more of your cards than I have of mine these <laughs> days. So I just well, that's good. I do get a lot giving them out and saying. Call Jordan, tell him I sent you. Yeah. Cool, man. And and Jordan makes the decision. You know, I'm I don't you know, sometimes I do like Jordan. You really want to get this guy, you know. Yeah, yeah I do if I we do can. Definitely rely on you and Leslie to be the voice of the blues. I'm still very new to this, but you guys have I've been now but, ten years in. But you know enough about it. I mean that's the other thing. I, I mean I you, think you, I do you know, know your what blues was supposed to what what is expected to sell. Okay. I mean, yeah. we do a, a guest curator show on our Blues 411 internet radio. And, and is that, I mean, do you actually MC that show a lot? Um, we have 11 DJs. Oh. Each DJ has their own show. You do what you want. I'm not here to tell you what to do. You just do it, get it right, and we're good. Uh, you know, that's why I don't have children. I don't know. You just, just <laughs> go away and do it, and that's not good. Although he's a good babysitter, though. Yeah, That's true. That's another story for yes. a different time. But we have a regular show that Leslie does called Baker's Dozen of Blues. It premieres every Monday afternoon at 1 o'clock, and it's a top 13 countdown, hence Baker's Dozen. Mm-hmm. And then we do a second half of the show called an amuse-bouche, which is the happy mouth. If you go to a restaurant, they give you, like, something, a nice restaurant. They give you a little something to nibble on before you really get settled in. That's the happy mouth. So we just sort of translated that into the show. And it's a theme. Uh, This week, starting today, is electric blues. So I've got a whole bunch of new electric artists, you know, some shredders. uh, I mean, the North Mississippi All-Stars to Joel Da Silva to Albert... Castilla, or it can be people who are at the Daytona Blues Festival, or people who have been at the Roasting Room. It, it's sort of open, so we try to well, give everything. We're lucky to have you, man. Oh, thank it's you. It's really incredible. Yeah. I mean, in Jordan, I say we do a we have a guest curator show where we have people come in and do a two-hour show. They give us like four hours of music and then another hour or so of intros and stuff about them. And Jordan was kind enough to do one, and he talked about his fluences. Yeah, we did it in January. God, that's like that was forever. that long ago. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And so, would you say most of your listenership streaming online? People can go there yep. and listen to shows yep. at any There's time. Anytime, um, like Baker's Dozen is on Monday at one, and then Tuesday at ten o'clock at night, Wednesday at three in the morning. It, we do that that way. People around the world who are our listeners can hear each show mm-hmm. at their convenience, pretty much. And we it's don't, a twenty-four-seven deal. Oh yeah, twenty-four-seven, three sixty-five. Yeah. Are you still doing the, uh, the the blues cruises? I know those cruises were really big, like 2006, 2005. Like there were mm. like the, I'm going to say it wrong, but it's like Kaimano or Kayano. What was that one? The singer songwriter cruise I don't that Sean about. Colvin was on and Lyle Lovett and all those guys okay. were on. Yeah, I mean, and they're coming more and more. I mean, you've got the jazz cruise. I mean, Playboy well, is always had boats. Jazz. They yeah, it's a cool stuff. Yeah, yeah Legends of Rock. So you know, you get Bachman Turner Overdrive or just Bachman or just. Turner or just overdrive, over, just, just overdrive, <laughs> pedal to the metal. <laughs> but well, and it's we've talked about this a lot. The idea of attention and a, a, a boat is a really great way to capture someone's attention because there's nothing else, man. And right. so, and I think you do get those mm-hmm. experiences, those life-changing experiences, because you're more susceptible and you're more right. open. And right. you're there for seven days, and so are the artists. You know, they're there. They might have their family, yeah. so you know they're relaxed. They know. Most of us are 
fairly cool. You know, like any family, there's that crazy uncle or the aunt with the red lipstick who wants to kiss you all the time. With the afro and the bell bottoms? Is that what you're <laughs> saying? He's, 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 that guy. I'm, I'm a plant one on you. Come here. But it's also it's it's stacking the deck that everybody on the cruise knows that they're they're blues fans. They're gonna know yep. the kind of know these people, so it's a chance for them to mingle. But even here, when we have blues acts here, you can meet the artist. This is kind oh, of a God, stacking yeah. the deck here with right. with a blues four one one show is going to bring out a blues crowd. And if you are looking for that blues crowd or someone that you want to get to know right. in the blues scene, that's a great way to check them out. Well, the intimacy here is amazing. I mean, I mean, from where we're sitting, as you can see. <laughs> Right, yeah, yeah this is, they're going to be right there. They're right there. I mean, you can throw an article of underclothing, and it, it will land on the stage, which, which <laughs> yes. I'm hoping will happen sometime soon. Cause Eventually. When you're emceeing, right? <laughs> <laughs> right, right sure. <laughs> what is this men's underwear? <laughs> <laughs> what is this? Well, we this need is to not get, what I wish for. We need to for. get Samantha Fish up here, you know? <laughs> That's true. We were talking, yeah, anyway. So, yeah, if you've, if you've been into the roasting room and you've never seen uh, a blues show and maybe you think, you know, I'm not really a blues person, everyone is a blues person. The blues are so, like, innately human. Yeah. And, and, the, and the quality of the acts that we're getting from Jimmy, it, it, you, you should come out and check out a blues show, even if you've never really experienced, uh, you know, the blues, totally. man. Mm-hmm. Like, in, in a format like this, I think it's, got, it's, it's a great spot and a, and a great product. Man. And let's dig into the blues show we're having on Friday, Bruce Katz. Um, he was the keyboardist for Greg Allman for six, seven years. Mm-hmm. And the promo that we did featured that. The fact that Greg Allman was sitting here on, on the, on the uh, B3 organ and Bruce was on the keys. I mean, that you can't get any closer to legend than yeah, that. Nice. And Bruce has played with all kinds of people. Oh. Who yeah, else has I, he played with? Oh, that hell. you know of, off I, the top of your head. I got you. Oh, good. Uh, Trevor's got Trevor's Bruce performs on. regularly with the Delbert McClinton Band. That guy? That, that's uh, pretty big. Jamo's jazz band? Am I saying that right? right? Yeah, Jamo. Uh, he's Jamo? the other. He was the other drummer with the Ullman Brothers. There okay. Was Butch Trucks, and Jamo. Cool. Boy, and John Hammond, and other artists as well. As far as this community, is there a central location for the blues community? Like, like you know, like Nashville has got their Nashville players. that kind of does this. Does that have a? You know, it really spreads. I mean, Bruce is out of like. Up in near Woodstock, New York, and there's a okay. but you know there's a big community of blues players there. Alexis P. Suter. I mean, you have John Hammond. You have um, God. I mean, Rory Block is from there. You know, so you have that. Then in Nashville, Nashville's got a great blues. I mean, John Namath, Keb Moe is living there now. So and and Josh Smith. Josh Smith, yes. Yeah. Josh is a monster. Josh monster. is so oh, my good. favorite guitar players. Man. Oh my god. But they're there because a it's it's a. It's easy to get to virtually anywhere in, in the United States. Yeah, that's true. From Nashville, you're five hours from here, five hours from there. Right. And the quality of musicians. I mean, I went to Nashville earlier last year, and just the level of musicians. You know, I don't only listen to blues, but I really do, because that's what I do. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, so everything else is sort of limited. But, you know, the music level there is great, but you also get it in Memphis. You get it further down in the Mississippi, down in uh, Jackson and Clarksdale. You know, Clarksdale's a little more traditional blues, if I can do that. Jackson gets a little more funkier in soul, just because of the demographics. Do you guys have an Instagram presence? Uh, yeah, sort of like it's it's like that thing on my lip right now. It's sort of growing, but I'm not paying a lot of attention. <laughs> I'm not sure what it is. Well, I just think that you know <laughs> that's a good way to put it. <laughs> what you're doing is curating, and what you're doing is curating, and you, and you're you're helping people discover people that they otherwise wouldn't discover. Mm-hmm. And you do that in a long format on your radio show, but in an Instagram format, even though it, you know you almost don't want to subscribe to the, the short attention span model, but it's kind of everywhere. I just think it would be really cool if on your Instagram if, if people could see all of the people that that you really love that we just you know, mentioned that we just mentioned yeah. right. um, I understand that I do that on Facebook on Facebook yeah I, you know it's a really slim organization I can barely afford to pay my wife <laughs> and she writes the checks so which means I don't get paid <laughs> yeah. so on Facebook we have Blues 411 we have Blues 411 internet radio which is just concentrating on the shows and the artists we play. So that pops up through tweets. Mm-hmm. You know, we'll, we, we have a program on the station that'll pick every 45 minutes, send out a tweet of what we're playing. Oh, cool. So that happens there. And on Blues 4 and 1, we sort of spawn, we sort of feature what's going on via the website. 
you know, with our top routine when I'm in Daytona or wherever I am when I'm here, I send out stuff as Blues 411. You know, so we sort of do that. I just mm-hmm. – I, I'm sorry. I'm old. There's only so much no, social sure. media. No, 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 yeah. yeah. You know, I didn't just, realize it was really, literally just you and your wife. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. I mean, we do have some people who will shoot video or take pictures at festivals. Right. You know, we've sort of like brought them on and, you know, because they like to take pictures and let's, you know, you take pictures. Why don't you take your pictures? Sure. Put them on our site so you can get a million people looking at your stuff. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's fantastic. I'm gonna yeah. start tuning in, man. Yeah, definitely. Oh, thank there's, you. There's sure. a whole lot of blues that I, I mean, it's not a genre that I'm super familiar with, but I know that you know I love the passion in the blues, and so it's just something that I, I think I'm gonna start trying to explore a little bit more. It's put together right here in Bluffton. Yeah, it's great. Hey, yeah. should we talk to Bruce Katz? Yeah, let's is, give him a is call. Bruce around? Yeah. Oh, it's a, it's that time. It. Let's, let's talk to it. Bruce. All right. Hey, everybody. We are joined by Bruce Katz. Hey, Bruce. Hey, how are you? Fantastic. We are looking forward to your show on Friday. We've got Blues 411, Internet Radio man, Jimmy Patricola in the studio as well. Hey, Bruce. Hey, Jimmy. How are you? I'm good, man. How y'all doing? Oh, we're doing good. You know, we just uh, just got back from a trip out towards, um, I guess it was Arkansas and Mississippi, and we played at the King Biscuit Blues Festival, which um, I had play that with other people in my life but never played with the Bruce Katz band and that was really fun that I'm sure you've been there at some point I have a feeling you probably yeah, have been very there very cool cuz that that's a that's a big festival that's that's one of the granddaddies and that's great yeah. that you guys well, got you know, to play there well you know it's right there. in the it's right at the top of the delta there and Helena's this as you know this historic blues town and um, yeah it's just really cool so uh, we just got back like a week ago and we're going out again heading your way on nice. Fridays. Yeah, we're looking forward to it. So who who are you bringing with you this time? Well, you know, it's always the same people. Um, yeah. um, I'm not into the pickup band thing. Uh, Chris Vitarello, who has been on my last three albums and mm-hmm. has actually been playing in the band for 12 years, will be playing guitar and singing. And, uh, well, a relatively new drummer, but he was with me last year when we were there. Mm-hmm. Ray hanging on drums. He's been with me for a little over a year. So the trio, I'm uh, playing bass on the organ like I seem to do. And, um, you know, it's uh, as somebody remarked last week when we were playing somewhere, it's about the biggest sound you're ever going to hear from three people. Um, (laughs) That is absolutely true. uh, It's fun. We've been having a great time, you know. So how many albums do you have, Bruce? You mentioned three um, I have eight Bruce Katz band records, wow. CDs, um, going back to 1992, and one that I was a co-leader on called Project A that actually Chris is on also. That's, um, the A stands for Aretha Franklin, and it was a collaborative um, thing with me and this New York saxophone player and a kind of an all-star cast, including Jerry Jamad on bass, who played, of course, with Aretha back in the day um so nine albums as a leader eight bruce Katz band albums believe it or not wow that is that's (laughs) prolific i know it's hard to believe man (laughs) Um, so you mentioned new york so you're from new york originally yeah i'm from new york originally and then i moved to boston when i was about 20 and stayed there for 30 years and um actually you know did a lot of my career there really a lot of people still think of me as being from Boston because I played with Ronnie Earl and Duke Robillard and a lot of the people up there. But I have been just outside of Woodstock, New York for 12 years. Um, and uh, it's beautiful and it's great. And um, it's been interesting because, you know, when I moved here, I immediately met Levon Helm and was invited to start playing at the Midnight Rambles. And then through some of those people is how I sort of got recommended to Greg Allman. and. Yeah. A lot of things happened because I moved to um, this area, actually. So um, that's great. But it's been real nice. But yeah, I've come back to New York, but up in the uh, upstate, not uh, where I was born, which was um, outside of New York City. Mm-hmm. Yeah, actually, er- I was born in New York City. Earlier in but, the conversation, we were talking about where there were hubs of blues music and things like that, and I had mentioned the Woodstock area because of you know you and Chris and Chris O'Leary. 
Alexis Suter, you know, and it's amazing that the level of talent in that little area is, is still, you know, just, well, just you know, amazing. Well, you know, it's funny about these hubs of blues music. I mean, when I was in Boston, there was the Boston Providence thing. I mean, of all places, Providence, Rhode Island, which <laughs> gave birth to Sugar Rain and Blue Tones, Room Full of Blues, you know, Duke Robillard, um, Actually, um, Al Anderson was kind of from that area, Connecticut, Rhode Island. And then Boston, which had, you know, just uh, incredible, you know, like that Boston Providence was a major hub. And, you know, then other towns, obviously Austin, Texas and Chicago and stuff. And, yeah, there's a lot of people. Um, there's a lot of people up in the Hudson Valley, a lot of musicians, um, that either are here or just outside of here. Um, and, uh, you know, I guess this area, for like 150 years, you know, everyone knows, oh, you know, Woodstock, the rock festival, but Woodstock, since 1840 or so, has been attracting artists and, you know, utopian colonies and transcendentalists and weird nudists in the 1890s. Wow, <laughs> <laughs> art colonies you know it's it's been a, and i maybe it's cuz it's like 100 miles from new york city so sometimes the uh people would gravitate which still happens there's a lot of actors um and artists and people in all sorts of the arts that are up here but yeah it's kind of cool um you know it's uh you can sort of live out in the country i live kind of halfway up a mountain and um, I can't really see anybody which is kind of the idea <laughs> um, I see lots of people in lots of cities when I'm traveling um, but at the same time you know it's not really remote as far as um, other musicians and people like that so it's it's a great place to be yeah so you mentioned Levon Helm and Greg Allman God rest both of their souls um, do you feel that the blues is still a a younger generation type of genre, or is it becoming more mature? Well, you know, it should be a younger generation kind of genre. I don't I don't see lots of younger generation people coming out. I do see them coming out for a lot of the jam band scene, mm -hmm. uh, which I'm part of because I, you know, played with the Almond Brothers, and I still go out and. Um, I'm going to be playing with Warren Haynes and various Almond Brother people in Asheville in December at Warren Haynes' um, annual Christmas charity jam. That'll be fun. But, um, um, yeah, you know, it should be because, I don't know, um, I'm not sure why when you go and play like a real blues club club, you know, um, it's really an older crowd, and it's hard to get yeah. younger people to come in. I mean, it's. I mean, when I was when I was eighteen, that was the hip music, you know. Right. Um, and it still is, you know. Um, I'm not sure. I mean, there are some problems, you know. Um, there's there's issues <laughs> with blues music. You have you have certain people that are sort of copying what came before, and then you have. Mm -hmm other people um, that are sort of uh, taking the genre and turning it kind of into rock music. And I love rock music, but um, I don't know that it's, it retains the nuance and the emotional feeling of blues. Um, you know, I mean, on the other hand, I, I kind of stretch the genre quite a bit, um, but I always feel like what I'm doing there's always like the truth of like the blues sound in it even if i'm stretching it into a soul or jazz or jam or whatever i'm not i think i'm staying true to the to the um to the feeling of it mm -hmm. and then maybe trying to do things um creatively hopefully um but i do think that there are problems with the people that obsessively try to recreate the chess sound of the 1950s or 60s and you know sort of turn it into sort of museum music because mm. if you're just copying something that came before you know that's cool but it's like going to a museum and hearing Beethoven nice. yep, yep. or people that are taking it and sort of trashing it a little bit but then there's a lot of people that are really playing the music and they're out there 
um, and they're you know they're they're out there. <laughs> it's interesting that you that you mentioned the, the copy. I'm, I'll get off my soapbox now. <laughs> it's, it's funny that you mentioned the copy because we had a we had a discussion with Cedric Burnside a couple of weeks ago, and I, he has even has a song about the fact that he was the one that was doing it when he was a kid. And now I, I, I keep going back to the Black Keys because the Black Keys were the ones that kind of sound just like what Cedric was doing. Do, do you know anyone in particular that does a lot of piano-based blues or organ-based blues that you would say would like that would rip you off or copy you? Uh, well, you know, it's I'm honored when I hear somebody sort of copy some of my stuff, which I do hear occasionally, um, and that's cool. Um, I I came up copying other people, you know. Oh, that's. Um, yeah. And I still, I mean, yeah. you know, I remember, um, <laughs> I remember once when my daughter was about 14 or so, and and she had pretty good ears, and and I had I had gotten a James Booker video, and you know, back then, I mean, that was like almost 20 years ago. There was no YouTube, and for me to get right. a James Booker video, I was like just completely excited. You, you couldn't just dial it up on your computer. Um, anyway. So, so I'm in there, and um, I'm watching this James Booker video from, like, Nice, France, I think, the Nice Jazz Festival or something. But anyway, um, she's 14. She comes walking through the room. She listens for a second and, and looks at me and says, Oh, now I know where you got all your licks from, Dad. <laughs> Busted. <laughs> but, but that's like the tr- that's part of the tradition of blues is you, you take... You've always borrowed. You've always copied, and and but you try to make right. it well, your own. And yeah. but then you hopefully come up with something new. You right. Know, exactly. That's the whole exactly. Thing. I yeah. mean, um, you've got to get the young people in. A club might or might not be, but you'll see it a lot more festivals now. They're booking their headline act might be, God, pardon the word, mainstream. You know, but we'll have like Michael McDonald or Boss Skaggs or something right. like that, which brings in the rest of the world but hopefully they come earlier and and they will catch brutes cats or they'll catch another more blues band type thing right, right. yeah you know as long as it doesn't get out of hand yeah um, no absolutely yeah. i played <laughs> i played the ottawa blues festival last year and there was almost there was about you know a hundred bands and a lot of big ones Whoa. i mean you know like um who was there like like um Deep Purple, you know. <laughs> there was very, very little blues at the Ottawa Blues yeah, Festival. Yeah. There was mm-hmm. like, there was one stage um, out of a lot of stages, mm-hmm. you know. So, but yeah, I mean, at the King Biscuit Blues Festival, they had Government Mule headlining the night that I played. Mm-hmm. And they're, they're trying to stretch it out a little bit, and I think that's good. Um, as long as it doesn't become unrecognizable, you know. I know I also, I remember I was with Greg at the Doheny Blues Festival in California a few years ago, and a lot of the real blues fans were grumbling about how the blues acts were all on a tiny little stage somewhere, and the, and the big stage was all rock bands, and they were kind of like, um, But yeah, and right you know, so. um, finding the right balance is definitely, I think, I think is healthy. You know, we're always told that, well, but they originally started, you know, that rock band, whoever they might be, they originally started playing the blues. It's like, yes, they did, and then they can't get in their leather pants well, sure anymore, they were playing so now they're <laughs> playing blues again. Yeah, right. So, Bruce, are you a left-hand bass guy or uh, a pedal bass guy? Uh, well, you know, when I go out on the road, um, I don't have pedals or, or a full-size B3, so I'm doing left-hand. When I get a chance to have pedals, I do some pedals. Um there's ways of accenting and, and taking over with your foot. Um, I'm not an expert left foot guy. I mean, even, you know, if you check out the classic Hammond players like Jimmy McGriff and Jimmy Smith, they were using a combination of left hand and yeah. feet. That uh, the only people I know that do pure feet are the gospel guys. Mm-hmm. Right. And they use both feet on the pedals, and they just blow my mind. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's <laughs> actually. Dancing, yeah. But um, yeah, so I'm you know I'm out there on tour, um, and I'm doing the left hand on the lower keyboard, um, and uh, I love doing it. It actually. really is something it's, incredible to watch. Yeah, it's, um, it's, it is a lot of fun. It's really fun. I know people always remark like, "How do you do that?" and 
divide your brain, but it's just something that I guess organ players do. You know, drummers and keyboard players have a independence thing where I'm watching both hands with half my brain each. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just I'm yeah, just sort of thinking on on. I don't know. I'm not sure, man. But yeah, I, you I just are weird. I'm thinking yeah. on two levels at the same time, and I'm just sort of uh, my brain is a little divided up there, and I've gotten to where I'm independent. You know, I mean, yeah. I can sort of do anything with each hand at the same time. It doesn't detract, which is a real something you really have to work on because obviously a lot of you know the tendency is if one hand plays a certain rhythm your other hand's going to get pulled in that direction but you just mm. got to separate it out but yeah um i like doing it it's challenging and it's fun it's also kind of cool because since i'm the bass player and i'm playing organ you know i'm kind of really steering the band and so yeah. when i hook up with a drummer that i feel um compatible with like i do with Ray, I mean, we can just sort of like go anywhere together because it's just two of us. Right. And, you know, drag Chris on guitar along for the ride. <laughs> <laughs> or listen to him and go with him as a unit. You know, yeah. it just makes a real cohesive thing, I think. For sure. Um, Definitely. It is yeah. tight. It's about as tight as it can get. Definitely. Yeah, I like I like Chris. I've known Chris a while, as you know, Bruce, but I like what Chris adds to, to the home mix, you know, between you and Ray. Ray's, Ray's excellent, but but Chris will bring yeah, Chris in stuff. Is, Chris is actually an incredible guitar yeah. player. I mean, he's up there in the, you know, I mean, he's so good, I just can't believe it. The last CD we did out from the center, I mean, I just considered him so essentially, you know, you might have noticed his name was on the mm -hmm, album. Mm -hmm. It was like Bruce Katz Band featuring Chris Vitarello because um, he wrote some tunes and he's just, He's phenomenal. Um, I'm waiting for him to get nominated for a Blues Music Award because I don't, I can't think of anybody better than Chris Pitarello, actually. Um, both because he's coming from a traditional sense, but you know he's originally coming from metal. <laughs> wow. When he was like 19, he was a metal kid at Berkeley <laughs> College of Music. Actually, what he told me was um, he was at Berkeley. He was 18 or 19 years old. Um, of course, this made me feel old, but that's beside the point. And he was into metal and ACDC and everything. And then he saw that um, at the House of Blues in Cambridge, this guitar player named Ronnie Earl. And it was when I was with Ronnie Earl and the broadcasters, and he said he came to see us play at the House of Blues, and it changed his life, and he started playing blues. Um, <laughs> but he's coming from there, and he's also, you know, he's got so much going on. And his singing has gotten so good. It's just uh, amazing to play with him, actually. But, yeah, but that's almost the essence of blues music. It has, to, it has to reach you. I mean, I know several guitar players who come from the metal because when they were 15 to 22, right. it spoke to them. It'll get you when you're ready. Yeah, yeah. The blues <laughs> will find you. You can't find the blues. Right, yeah. and, and it's yeah. just nice to know. So that sort of goes back to the question of younger people. Right. You know, how do you get right. younger audiences? Yeah, you can also mix in some some dubstep, some other outside in some rap, some hip hop into the music, which, you know, people like Ronnie Baker Brooks is doing. You know, you still have to appeal to them, but they need they need to be in the position to be found. Right. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Well then yeah, yeah. They need to be exposed to some music a lot of times people don't know that they like something because they've never heard it. That's you it. Know? Yeah. Or maybe they go um, back to the very beginning and they're like, oh, well, this, this music is 100 years old. What, why is it, how is it relevant to me now when there's a, a ton of bl new blues artists that are kind of doing their new thing that they just kind of pass over because they only go back to the original? Well, but uh, that's, I got there through what we like to call the white man's highway. I mean, the Allman Stones, Brothers. Stones, right, yeah. Yeah, right. the Stones, right. the Allman Brothers, the Animals. Right. And all right. that. And then it's like, right. who's this Morgan Morganfield? Who's, right. the, who's this old Jewish guy? Who wrote this? Right. <laughs> you know, it's like, oh, my God. It's, that's, that's like Muddy Waters. That's Howlin', Howlin' Wolf. It's like... Morgan. So, yeah, I know. I know. Go figure. <laughs> well, Bruce, anything you want to add? Uh, any, any new material coming out? Any surprises? Uh, yeah, we have some new stuff, and um, we're, you know, with the loss of, of um, 
both Butch Trucks and Greg this year. We're dipping in a little bit to the Allman Brothers um, book and playing a couple of those. And um, yeah, I mean, I'm I. The roasting room is a great room. Really looking forward to being there this Friday. And um, I think um, for people that might not have seen us, you're going to hear a lot of surprises because um, I don't think. You know, we put out a program of music that really, it just covers a lot of, of just a lot of area, a lot of, I mean, you're not going to sit there and, and like, oh, it's the fifth shuffle. Oh, it's the third <laughs> slope. There's, I mean, you're going to hear a lot of music ranging from, I think, hopefully the last hundred years of American music. That's what I'm into. And Fantastic. I always have been. Um, and, um. You know, and a lot of it is our own music. I mean, we play at least 80% original music. Um, but, uh, yeah, I think that's, I think I'm talked out. Thank you for, for taking the time today, and we look forward to your show here on Friday, October 20th. Blues 411 presents. Thanks, Jimmy, as well, for sitting down with us. Absolutely. And, uh, Bruce, we'll see me. you on Friday. Okay, man. Thank you so much. Thanks, sure. Bruce. Cheers. Bye, Bruce. It's going to be a lot of fun. That's going to be good. I'm definitely coming out. I mean, just for at one drink at the end. Totally. Know, I, I have to gig, unfortunately. But So, here we go. This is a, well, this could should have been a discussion with both of the last two people, but I sure. our time with them were both limited. But, you know, um, Bruce said something about how sometimes people take the blues and then it becomes unrecognizable. And that got me thinking, what's recognizable? What What is the blues? Wow. I, you know, I mean, maybe that's something that you can't well, even talk about. Um, it's one of those, you know, when you hear it sort of things. But, but I don't, I don't even know. I mean, when I think of a blues band, if I'm just being honest, it's not my preferred genre because I always think about growing up in a small town in the Midwest. There were always these crappy blues bands in bars sure. and playing these one, four, five songs that are just kind of like I don't know. It all kind of became a wash. But I think people who do it excellent. Uh, it's a whole different thing. In fact, somebody mentioned about the nuances. And I think that's really part of it is when you can actually feel something by somebody playing. But I don't know. I don't even know how to. I mean, I, I don't know how you can even address it, really. What is the blues? I mean, it's it's not one, four, five only. I mean, for sure, there's there's You can start there. Yeah, you can and start you can build there a lot of in terms around of like a, a musical form, like in terms of. When we say one, four, five, we are saying we're we're speaking in a musical theory situation where you've got the root, you've got the fourth above the root, and then the fifth above the root, which makes that structure. And if you're playing it in E, for instance, your E A B, and that's your that's your blues structure, which is that's just musician talk for yeah. But it's been around for over a hundred years, and it's kind of the standard. I don't know what what, how you would define what the blues is. I I think you're right. I mean, when 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 he's just saying when you leave it. He was saying, you know what I mean? How do you know once you've left? How do you know when you've left, left it? it? Yeah, because he was saying you stretch it to the point where it's unrecognizable. Well, what was that thing that you maybe, left? Maybe your your combination of taking it out of its form, because there is, there you have to have a certain form, otherwise it doesn't translate the same well, way. I think he means when you stretch too far. You know, I I think that maybe for a blues purist, um, you can only stretch the form before you get into some sort of not noise, but a little more atonal, where it's a little more out. Like, I mean, that's why jazz is a different genre than blues. I mean, Jimmy Smith, we mentioned him in the music, in the interview. You know, a great jazz blues organ player. But you know, like harmonically, when it gets a little more complex, you tend to call it jazz when they're putting more stuff in. I I, I don't know when he's talking about at festivals. I think he's talking about kind of like when it just gets you know when you start putting weird synth noises over the top just to sort of keep people interested. Just sure. texturally, I, I think you probably turn off a lot of blues guys and be like, nah, nah. I mean, it, it's like, it's like anything. I mean, if you had a guy who only loves Pinot Noir, you know what I mean? And right. he's like, okay. Chardonnay is Chardonnay is not really like that's a waste of time. And Merlot, that's just a junk grape. I mean, this is I I don't know anything about wine or, or but 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 yeah. it, it's its own thing and it's a right. purist thing and and the fact that these are the confines that surround it and define it. Um, and they're what make it unique, and, and keeping it inside of that is what 
Do you think it's also instrumentation? Like, if you start to add instruments that are t not traditionally, like, let's say, for instance, they all of a sudden decide to throw in a fiddle or throw in a, a saxophone. I mean, you can have saxophone in blues music, mm -hmm. but if you stretch the form maybe instrumentally as well, would that I don't know. screw it up? Like, I if you add congas to it? Yeah. yeah. If you add a didgeridoo to it? <laughs> world blues? I mean, sure. None of us grew up in a vacuum, and so we're, we're not that Mississippi John Hurt that just made it up, you know, like we, right. we're all influenced by the things that surround us and that's not a bad thing. I don't know right. that that's a bad thing, I, but, I, but I think the respect for the format and the respect for the history of the blues is kind of what, what you know, the tip of the hat that he's talking about right. with that, you know. I will say that like s slow blues, I love it. Oh, you love I it? I love the slow. Yeah. I don't, slow I'm not a big fan stuff. of like fast shuffly stuff, but like that slow, like I can feel the dude just like Ugh, just it feels like they you just feel the torture in their souls while yeah. they're playing the guitars. That's uh, that's the stuff I like. Yeah, yeah, you can hear it in the vibrato, man. That's you know, another another a, major uh, artist that that really tried to define the blues was Chris Thomas King, who we had in here, and he put on a it really was an, a history of the blues show when he was here last year, and a lot of people missed it. But this guy was it was from New Orleans and said the blues originated in New Orleans, but the blues is not sad. The blues is like blue laws. Like blues is supposed to be risque and fun and outside mm. of the norm of like straight ahead, suit and tie. This is the stuff that gets played in the back alleys. This is the stuff that this is when you go and, and dance and have fun and enjoy yourself and enjoy life. Mm -hmm. New Orleans is where he's, he claims that that all started with, with kind of the ragtime moving into this, this idea of, of dance music. It's, early dance it's music. funny that that like he's saying it has a smaller reach you know Chef jimmy was was sort of saying afterwards that you know it blues can get everybody but it tends to sort of hit this demographic who are you know in this whatever but really it's 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 ironic because it is the biggest net net that you can cast as a musician and if you do it right it catches everybody and right. it's really strange that it hasn't caught everybody if you really mm -hmm. think about it because it's so fundamental. Everybody loves it, and and I, I really hope that. And everybody one, listens to it. Even yeah, though they I, don't know I, it. I really hope, and I'm not just like from a marketing standpoint. I, I hope people get to the show. I think it's good for people. Sure. <laughs> yeah. People to genuinely come up here, even if it's not a blue show, just to genuinely check out what's going on. But this one in particular. This one in particular, because of of Bruce's care for the traditional. Yeah. Clearly, I mean, in his interview, he cares about that kind of stuff. And he. Uh, you know, he's not a kid. He's been doing it forever, and he right. deserves our respect and attention, yeah, man. He right, really does. Right. Yeah. So let's move on to Saturday, uh, Scott Kirby, who's having a new album release. This guy is pretty much the, the polar opposite of the blues. Uh, Singer-songwriter, island singer-songwriter from Key West, uh, well, originally from the Northeast, who now makes his home in Key West. Um, but Scott Kirby played here before and sold out his show, and he's already sold 50 tickets to his show on wow, Saturday. Wow, gracious. Already. The island music sells. Yeah. It just sells. That's all there is to it. And Next Home is our sponsor for that one. A big shout out to Chris Bowes at Next Home, who is, is not only a, um, someone that helped me big time with, with buying and selling my home, um, but also as a friend. You know, he really went from the client to a, a buddy type of relationship. He's really a, really a stand-up dude. Yeah. And I appreciate not only his friendship, but his... his sponsorship. Uh, yeah, too. his yeah, sponsorship sure. to this show. And he knows Scott Kirby through channels that go way back. So he knew Scott and, and introduced Scott and his management to, to me. And it was really a pretty s easy, you know, slam dunk type of situation. He was playing a wedding um, on Hilton Head. So he said, hey, the night before, I'll be in town, yada, yada. We had a sold-out show. Great. Wow. And, and we mentioned this last week, but it's uh, right up the line of Jimmy Buffett, if that's your bag. And yeah. that's a lot of people's bag. And uh, this guy's got songs that play on... The XM Margaritaville radio, and um, he's uh, doing that fun vacation vibe thing. Yeah. yeah. There's, there's one or two people on vacation in Hilton Head, it turns, Just a few. It turns out. Yeah. <laughs> hey, let's pull up some Scott Kirby. Um, he's got a new album out, um, Chasing Hemingway's Ghost. Let's see if we can find a YouTube video, um, or maybe even the, the video that's on his website um, has a taste of that record. Um, Let's have a listen to that song. Yeah, 
Indian kid, maybe 20 years old, singing for smiles and a glimpse of that pot of gold. Said I came to town just yesterday. The way it goes, so excited to stay. Find my muse and way on the boat I Nice, Scott is going to be bringing the house down. He's going to be by himself, so it won't be that full produced sound, but his album is sounds fantastic. Yeah, sounds really good. So he'll be having that um, those copies of that album with him on Saturday. Friends, there's only 25 tickets left for that show, and most of the tables are already sold, so... Better get up here if you want to see that show. Scott and, Kirby. And how much is, is that? It's $15 It's a $15 show. ticket. And Bruce is a $20 ticket. We right. should sit. But it's worth it. People. Worth it. Worth it. We yeah. do not price our tickets so that we can pad our pockets. We are literally getting these people at the bare minimum that we can get them in. Right. It's a horrible business model. It Trust really us. Is. It really is. One of the worst <laughs> business models that we can put up. I mean, it's it's really I say that it's with pretty nothing silly. but love. You know, yes, for oh, sure. And, and I know this. World class musicians. I mean, you you're not gonna go see anybody else. If you, I mean, just try to go see some big name artist. You're gonna be pay 150 bucks. Yeah. It's really yeah. It really is comically low. Don't make us slap you. Yeah. Not you. <laughs> I mean, people are used to walking in these local bars and listening to their brown eyed girls. Right. And with a four-piece band for right. free, right? And right. so you're like twenty bucks, but that's not that much for to sit down and listen right. to somebody who's don't go amazing. Listen, don't go listen to us. Yeah. Listen to someone yeah. else. Man. Don't come listen to us. Us being all the local uh, musicians. Yeah, that's right. Oh, nothing but love. Yeah. What's so, next week? So uh, next week is Farewell Angelina. That show is already selling really well. Um, I think there's only going to be three of the four women. Um, one of them is pregnant. I think she's going to stay behind on this run. I, she said I farewell. Think. So oh, she will be. Sorry, <laughs> oh, good. Sorry. Sorry. I think. Uh, that was at least the last email that I got from management. So they're kind of maybe a 50-50 chance that all four of them will be here. But they all play could multiple. Be, could be five. Maybe there's maybe be just well, a there's secret one inside. If <laughs> there's one inside. I see what you did there. Yeah, thank you. They're all multi-instrumentalists. This is really a f- three, four-part harmony situation. Um, let's find a let's find a little YouTube video of them yeah, I got one doing their thing. Farewell, Angelina. Let's have a listen. down with their powerhouse vocals yeah that's cool they can all be um solo if they wanted to in fact they all are solo artists that have come together as this just super group yeah really um super group well what else do you have going next weekend so that's it this, oh, she, that's it yeah the, the isn't there a songwriter thing oh yes, there, yes the i'm thursday. sorry yes thursday. there's a songwriter showdown on thursday the 26th isaac is in charge of that um there should be up to six artists on stage. Yeah. You know, they're going to be competing for a cash prize. Maybe we'll get Isaac in here on the phone if, if we don't have them on the phone next oh, week. We'll Maybe definitely we'll get, get one of them that. on the phone. Okay, um, cool. For sure. But if, if Isaac's around to come in and be a 
yeah, guest talk, talker. Talk about the uh, songwriters. We haven't given that as much spotlight as we probably no, should. No, and we should. Yeah. And uh, we're going to, I guess, a little extra spotlight is the end of December for the last Thursday. It's going to be in between Christmas and New Year's. We're going to do the songwriter shootout. It's which like is MMA. We put up a cage and they fight it out. It yeah. is the winners of all of the Ooh. past six months competing for the ultimate prize. <laughs> <laughs> the cash belt. Yes. <laughs> Please tell me like glitter or something's going to fall from the ceiling. It's going to be kind over. of amazing. Oh, yeah. We could put some balloons up there. Just yeah, pull a string. And you then, win. <laughs> but the string breaks and nothing really <laughs> happens. Oversized sure. novelty check for $7 or something. <laughs> check for $7. <laughs> a huge check. Yeah. And 35 cents. <laughs> Yeah, and that'll be that'll be great. We're gonna have a, of course, an all-star cast for that because these were all winners. So, that's in December, and Isaac again is is kind of I, I've, kind of taken my hands off the wheel for that one and let Isaac kind of run with it, and he's done great so far. He's a capable guy. Absolutely, he's got it. Yeah, he's into it. And we were talking about kind of the and we, I don't want to get too you know future-minded because I know that you know the day-to-day stuff is really important. But we were. You know, discussing of what are we going to do when we become successful enough to to go outside of the box and really try to do some some outdoor concerts and do Ooh. festivals and stuff. No, oh. it's not and like you're like looking for like Porsche leases. You're no. Not <laughs> no. What are we going to do? We have all this money. No, no. it's not going to be that. It's the no. what 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 can we really blow up in Bluffton? Yeah. What can we do on a, on a bigger scale? And two two ideas came to mind. The first one was doing a like the May River Bluegrass Festival, like bringing in some of the great bluegrass bands that we've had so far, and really shooting for the moon and getting a big one to come in. I think that would be a blast. Great. It really fits. The, it fits the feel for Bluffton um, being down on the May. I don't know if it's it would be where we would have it. It'd be great to have it maybe at the Oyster Park or something. I don't know mm-hmm. something that's not overly crazy, but start it small, and then grow it from there. Um, the other one would be to do some kind of a something in the promenade, whether it's a putting just putting a random assortment of bands together for a cause of some kind. So we're we're gonna we're gonna try to do some new stuff. Really throw some ideas against the wall and see what sticks. The promenade is, is kind of a natural place to do an outdoor concert because of the lawn. I think we could we could pull some stuff off. It is private property, which kind of helps some of the ways dude here it is ready ready well we can take this off the podcast if you want but the idea i mean every town in america has a whatever third thursday concert series in the park or something like that you go to any town so we get bluffton involved in this the town helps fund it Mm -hmm. and we put on a real stage out there Mm -hmm. and we do it in the promenade the third thursday of every month in warm months and make it a big thing. Yeah. And, and a roasting room helps coordinate the acts. Yeah, it's not a it's not a f- let's talk hard to thing. The yeah, mayor. We got to get the mayor on the line. Mayor, easy. we can have Lisa just sit in if she wants to. She's mm-hmm. perfect. She's accessible. Yeah, let's do it. Um, I, I think the only challenges we would have are are the basic challenges that you would have with any festival. You know, parking, ticketing. How does that all work? But it could easy. be a free concert. I mean, we could literally right. have it just walk up and enjoy a great band like that's they do they, in any major in city any or major even a smaller city. city. Yeah, it's great, way for, to do it it's for great for like community and, and, yeah. this, and, and you're absolutely right that out there it lends itself to kind of an amphitheater vibe, man, yeah. right away. Right. Yeah. We have a lot of great sponsors, so they would hopefully help fund something like I, that. I just do think it, it's a slam dunk. This thing is born. Yeah. Welcome to the world. Welcome to the and world. And then you, uh, your MC gets up and and in between acts and says, "Hey, here's the concerts I, at the roasting room." I know a good up. MC, Jimmy. Yeah, yeah. Well, no, the the <laughs> ultimate MC, Jimmy Patricola, in a wig. So a wig. I don't know for for podcast listeners, maybe think about that. And if there's any ideas that pop up, you know, we're willing to take email roasting room at gmail. Um, seek us out. We'd like to hear some some ideas about that. It's it's going to it's going to move on past this this room oh, and be a, be an augmenting it's born situation so there, you can't put you can't put that yeah. back in the bottle <laughs> <laughs> and doing it for a cause too I mean we could do all kinds of, there, there's just so much that you could do and that hasn't been done yet in Bluffton you just wait it's going to be something 2018 it's the year do you guys feel like that I feel like that I've never mm-hmm. felt like this in my life 2018 mm-hmm. man it's going to be a year out man. look out watch out. Yeah. Groovy, man. I love it. So we're, we're now we're, we're kind of back to last weekend. So yeah, Friday we had Head for the Hills. Woo! That was a good one. 
That was great. And Isaac and I were both up here. I was running sound, and he just showed up. I didn't think he was going to be here. He's like, hey, can I come run lights? I'm I like, know I can. Yep. Yeah, he loves his lights. <laughs> Isaac is so technical. So, like, Jordan and I kind of think we're technical, and, and we tried to do some things, and we couldn't make it happen. And then Isaac showed up and just was like, oh, no, no, do it like this, 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 and he did it. But he put up these cool Edison bulbs and put them on, like, a DMX, so now he has – so he came up just to play with Yeah, he lights. was, like, twinkling these little Edison lights It was lights great, above. man. It added a and lot. It, for it a bluegrass really band, it was, it was fantastic. Yeah, and awesome. those guys are – Oh, these here. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But That's now they're fine. all DMX addressable, so you, he, can, oh, he cool. can, like, go do, – do, do, like, Yeah, like, they did a Tom Petty cover. They did Won't Back Down and Hey, Baby. He yeah. wanted to get the crowd You singing. got to see it? Yeah, I came for just the end, cool. and then, then then like so when the crowd was singing, it, he like hit the lights, like it was super. Oh, cool. nice! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> were they uh, great? Oh, yeah. they were. They were so great. Yeah, yeah. And, and this was really after that show. That was the one thing that really was like, we have to have a bluegrass festival. Mm-hmm. There are so many great acts locally, like like the City Hotel, and and um, there's another one down there, um, Little Tybee, and there's. Of course, Blue, Low Country Boyle, who everyone loves. Of course, yeah. For the local representation, but ah. Uh, and then like City the Hotel and those guys in Savannah, right? Yeah. Who are they going to be here in November? Like Head for the Hills and Forlorn Strangers and Fraser Band and all of these. When we first listened to Head for the Hills like on the podcast, I was like, yeah, cool. And then when I re-listened to the podcast and really listened to that song we played, I was like, oh, I bet they're really cool. Yeah. <laughs> oh, they I just I have that happen a lot when I listen back to the podcast. I'm <laughs> like, like, I didn't get right. it the first right. time, but then I was like, I bet that was, a, I, so I'm, I'm, I'm sure that was a cool show. Yeah, well, let's listen to, I have a, a, a board recording of, and this is a board recording of a, a little Irish jig that they did. They did a medley. Uh, were you here for the medley? I think I, I, I just, just walked in. It. Yeah. Uh, they did a medley of four songs. They did Alicia Keys song, and then they did an Irish folk jig, and then they played like some David Grissom type of really off-the-wall cool um, instrumental, and then they played, and this was like their cover medley, so they played Let It Ride, um, Ryan Adams, after that, so it was like four songs back-to-back. Yeah, and then they did Salisbury Hill. Then did Salisbury Hill. And then yeah. They, really? They, yeah, they did, some, they did some really cool things. But they didn't just like... No, mixed in. I'm those 80% original music. Sure. But they also... The covers that they did were very, yeah, well chosen, very cool. Man. They're, yeah, yeah, they were cool guys for sure. And really all the way across genre. I mean, you're covering Alicia Keys and doing like rapping. That was pretty cool. Yeah. And done, done correctly. Right. I think and, and, and we talked about it afterwards, uh, the, the guitar player. And I should know his name. I can't believe I can't remember his name right now. But we hung out for a little bit afterwards. And... He was like, well, what we really try to do is not just – because you can sort of – and I don't mean this to be a jerk, but you can, you can bluegrass anything and, sure. and on, a, on a real dumb level. You know oh, what yeah. I mean? You can, you can one, Strum five, them. one, yeah. five, one, yeah. five, one, five, one, five. I mean, you can do that to anything. But sure. these guys let the songs have their own integrity from their other genre and then just sort of applied it to bluegrass and didn't, didn't just dumb it bluegrass down. Right. They actually – they made it cool. They, yeah. yeah they, were, cool. they were real musicians, man. Definitely. Well, this is the this is about as bluegrass as you can get. Irish folk tune. Let's just have a listen to how their instrumentation went. Very technical stuff. From yeah, and that was all the instrumental because hey, they also do vocals, right? Oh yeah, they have a four-part harmony. I wanted to, I wanted to get that mixed down, and I didn't have enough time. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll toss that in as well. I just want to say congrats to both you guys. 
this is our world record longest, longest podcast, podcast. <laughs> <laughs> by far. Man. We did it. This is a long one. This is like a long run. I'm like, oh my gosh, I went 20 miles. Today. Right. <laughs> so anyway, that that was Friday, October 13th. Friday the 13th. Head for the Hills was a blast. They will be back sometime in some iteration. I really hope that we can say this time next Monday when we record the next podcast and look back on this Bruce Katz that it was sold out. I really want this show to be sold I would, out. I would I really be psyched show. about that. Yeah, I want it. <laughs> be Not for psyched. money or anything. I just hope people get here for this show, man. Yeah, me too. Definitely. So what are we playing out today? Well, speaking of blues, and that's all we talked about today. Uh, my my favorite blues song is this one buddy guy song. Sweet, I just love Great. it. It's slow and painful, and you can feel him touch every single note. And I just love the song. Perfect. Cool, and, he, and we're not going to get to that point in the song, but he definitely talks about drinking gasoline. <laughs> maybe, maybe I'll. He cut feels it to so that point. bad <laughs> that he wants to drink gasoline. Oh, wow, that's hope. That's that's blue. That's the blues, that is, man. That's, yes, <laughs> that's the dark blues. <laughs> that's the dark I love blues. it. That's the navy blues. That's oh, baby. <laughs> Well, that was a lot of fun today. Friends, Roasting Room, Soundboard Podcast. I'm Jordan Ross. I'm Todd Cowart. I'm Trevor Harden. When the blues, when the blues keep following them around. Get him a half a pint of good liquor. Sit there and drink them on down. I'm going to sit there.